Hello, everyone. Welcome to the first episode of Point and Line to Head, Elevating Hairdressing. I'm Cody. I'm a Washington, D.C.-based hairdresser and educator, and I'm extremely passionate about hairdressing, why we do things as hairdressers, how we stay inspired, how we stay informed, but ultimately how we become the best possible hairdressers we can be. Now, the purpose of this podcast is to celebrate and promote the creativity within our industry and get us and anyone else out there who's pressed play now to understand and appreciate that hairdressing is an art form within itself. With that being said, this first episode is going to be an introduction into how we as hairdressers can start thinking the way an artist or a designer does so we can create effectively, be excited about the work we're producing, and ultimately be recognized as the group of innovative artists and craftspeople that we truly are. I hope that sounds interesting to a few of you out there. And I'm going to start off with a quote that really resonated with me as I started this whole project. Now that quote is, Architecture is the masterly, correct, and magnificent play of masses brought together in light. This was said by Le Corbusier, who obviously was an architect. And after I read this, I realized architecture and hairdressing aren't really that different. I started reading a lot of these art theory books and things of that sort, and realized there's this whole visual language that artists and architects and designers are trained in. But is that relevant to a hairdresser? Take an architect, for example. What do they do? Well, they create a work of art in three dimensions that's visually striking and practical. Don't we do exactly the same thing? The only difference, though, is that as a hairdresser, Our work is attached to a person, so it gets up, it moves around, it doesn't stay in one place. But as hairdressers, we also create a work of art in three dimensions. So the fundamental principles are exactly the same. There have been all sorts of studies on how human beings perceive and react to works of art, and there's underlying rules of how different materials behave. And architecture or design is just creative problem-solving. Day-to-day, we do exactly the same thing, but we don't even realize it. For us, it's if Susie Q needs her hair to do X, Y, and Z for the purposes of her lifestyle, how do we give that to her while keeping in mind the behaviors of her hair? And if we start thinking about hairdressing in these simple terms, we can truly understand what we do inside and out. I started thinking, what is hairdressing at its core? Well, it's the arrangement of a raw material, not unlike a sculptor or an architect. We arrange in relation to someone's head, Whereas a sculptor arranges in relation to the space around the work, or an architect arranges in relation to the land that he's building on. But it goes beyond that. 
as a hairdresser, our material varies wildly from client to client. So I thought further, what do we do to the material? Well, we cut it, we color it, we pin it in place, we blow dry it. That guy on YouTube lights it on fire. But it all falls into this category of arrangement. All that arrangement is, is the application of techniques and processes to the material. And this material varies from client to client and tends to behave in its own way. And even after we're finished, it will still tend to behave in its own unique way. So to summarize this whole crazy thought process, hairdressing is the art of applying artificial laws to a material that's subject to natural laws, where the material remains in governance of those natural laws upon completion of the work. So in English, we create a work of art using a natural material, aka hair. That work then leaves the salon or the set or sometimes our kitchen. And then the material is at the whim of all sorts of natural phenomenon. To break it down further, applying artificial laws. That's cutting, coloring, and then there's visual laws like color theory. Then there's compositional techniques involving shape and balance. We do those things to this material, hair, that's subject to its own natural growth, its texture, to gravity, and our work is always at the whim of these natural tendencies. I won't go into technical information. There's ways of controlling texture. There's ways of controlling growth patterns. But those natural tendencies will always be there. And ultimately, what happens in our work is both these natural and artificial laws exist simultaneously. So we arrange a natural material in relation to someone's head, we apply artificial laws to this material that's subject to natural laws, and in the end, we have a work of art which is the simultaneous existence of natural and artificial laws. It's that simple. Now, I'm extremely passionate about hairdressing education, but I felt the industry needed something that isn't just watching someone do hair or telling you a, a recipe or a formula. And I felt what was missing was promoting and fostering creative thinking, independent creative thinking. I want us all to develop our eyes, our minds, our creative senses. And we don't get there through, this is how you cut a bob, or this is the color wheel. While the technical side of what we do is extremely important, art and design principles are the backbone of all creative expression and are just as, if not more important than, our technical education. Now I know there's some people listening to this and going, well, I studied here. I really know how to cut hair really well, and that makes me the best hairdresser I'm going to be or I studied under so-and-so, and I really know color inside out, and that's all I need. But how many of us have someone we look up to in the industry? Someone whose work we look at and think, wow, I wish I could do that. It's healthy to aspire to be and to do better, but the reality is 
as hairdressers, we all do the same thing. We all deal with the same challenges, and one of us is not more or less capable than someone else. Sure, we have technical skills that can be tweaked and refined, but your idols don't have some magical, special piece of DNA that made them amazing hairdressers. And it's 100% within your ability to be the next Vidal, or the next Robert Labetta, or the next Guy Tang. But we have to create a culture that fosters independent creative thinking. And we won't get there by frantically studying someone else's techniques. Each week, I want to focus on important components in our work, like color theory, beyond what we usually hear or geometry beyond just haircutting, and methodical ways of approaching and executing our work. Now, the reality is we're all busy, so I want to keep these on the shorter side, but each week I'm going to encourage everyone to join group discussions on the Point and Line to Head Facebook page so we can start building this culture together. I'm going to finish with another quote. This one's from Vasily Kandinsky, who was a painter and also did a lot of work with color theory and how people perceive art. The quote is, the road to fulfillment is chosen intuitively. Now, this is an amazing statement because what he's saying is, creative possibilities are endless, so create work that is the extension of your own being. I hope you enjoyed this first episode. Make sure to subscribe and keep an eye out every Monday for new episodes. And again, check out our Facebook page. Let me know what you thought of episode one, maybe what you'd like to hear in the future. Thank you again for listening. I'm Cody, and this was Point and Line to Head, Elevating Hairdressing.